Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. I love you, Lord, and for your mercy never fails. All my
Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you for your word. We give you honor and we give you glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We lift up our hands to you in adoration and surrender. We judge you faithful. You are God, our strength, our redeemer, our help. Who can stand against you, O oh God? Who can speak when you haven't spoken? Aren't you the mighty man in battle? The great I am. Blessed be the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this morning, O oh God, we ask, O oh God, that your word will come to us unhindered, uninterrupted by any satanic influence or activity. We pray that there would be illumination on our heart to be further with so much light. To the glory and to the honor of your name. Let this word transform our lives. Let it birth a new change in our spirit. May we never remain the same again. May we never lose our wonder, O oh God. Give us insights that would bet something new for you on the surface of the earth. And above all, O oh God, may we know who we are in you. In Jesus' mighty name. The church says a louder amen. The louder your amen, the better I preach. So the church says a louder amen. I think these people like me more than these people here. <laughs> so the church says a louder amen. You know, that's sort of like a new perfume on the new Lecky, you know. It's 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 beautiful. Glory be to God. All right, this morning I would be teaching on what I have titled a supernatural being. A supernatural being. And I believe that we are in a teaching church, a church that loves the word. And this morning, as I begin to teach, I want you to open up your heart, ready to receive the many things that God has in stock for you. And I'm truly excited about the, the, the message God has given to me. And you'll begin to see as we unfold and unveil these things. Keyboardist, if you don't mind, can you reduce the volume a little bit, just a little bit more. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. One of the things that the Holy Spirit has laid in my heart to teach on a lot this season Last Sunday at the New Ikeja, I taught a message. Um, title was The Dust Destroys the Precious Things. And I talked about the foundation of our Christianity. I journeyed them through the book of the beginning. I truly believe that you will never know the Word of God, the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't have a rap understanding about the books of the beginning the books of the beginning is simply genesis to really understand why god even created man in the first place what was the purpose of man what was the idea behind man what was the reason why he created man and until we begin to know those things we will never be able to leave our christian faith you know one of the things that breaks my heart the most about christianity and about who we are 
is that there are many people who are serving a God they do not know. How do you serve a God you don't know? And most people know a God that was transferred to them. Most people know a God that social media told them. And most people know a God that maybe, just maybe, the culture and society and their family and their parents told them. And so in this season, I feel more compelled to help people realize their potential and who they are in Christ Jesus. And because I know that when the identity of a thing is known, abuse is not going to happen. Once you know who you are, you see, I told somebody in church on Sunday in Ikeja, I said, come young man, he stood up. I took a notepad and I prayed over the notepad and I said, do you know I'm a man of God? And he said, yes, he knows I'm a man of God. I said, do you know that I have the anointing of God upon my life? He said, oh, yes, I know. I said, so I'm going to pray on this notepad and you're going to touch your head three times. And if you touch your head three times, what will happen to you is that you're going to change from a man to a woman. And the man looked at me like this. Like, I know you're a man of God. You must be very silly. He didn't say that. But because he knew he was, I couldn't use that to bubble him. Are you getting what I'm talking about? But you see, how many things does the devil uses to lie to us? And it's simply because most people do not know who they are in Christ. You know, listen to me, everyone. I've said this over and over again that the biggest challenge in our generation would be identity crisis. It would be people not knowing who you are and who they are. And you see, the thing about identity is that identity is formed, either you like it or not. Either you know it or not, your identity is formed. It is formed by society, it is formed by culture, it is formed by people, it is formed by conversation. But you see, you yourself, you can form your own self using the word of God to know your identity in him and you see the biggest problem would even be our children the seeds that God has given to us as they begin to grow one of the problem in our time would be there would be so much information around for people to consume and that information will look like the truth but not the truth and most people will take that information given to them by external results or external forces as the truth and that will form and shape the identity of our children but here is the thing about we generation we must understand that it's our responsibility to form the identity using the knowledge of the truth of God's word for our children's children we cannot leave the identity of our children and of a nation and of our people to what people say if it's not in the word of God then it's not our identity did you hear what I just said to you now if it's not in the word of God then it's not our identity we only embrace what is in the word of God and that makes our identity for us I've seen people who and that's that's why you see people who are confused sometimes about their sexuality it's identity problem sometimes for most people people who want to have hips that don't lie the hip is from here to that place built because they don't know who they are so this season 
God has put it in my heart to teach very deeply on the subject of identity and that's what I'm going to be doing this morning are you ready for God's word this morning are you ready for God's word this morning all right let's go John chapter 8 and verse 49 John chapter 8 and verse 49 glory be to God the better your response the better you help me preach glory be to God let's start from verse 49 and Jesus answered I do not have a demon but I honor my father and you dishonor him in verse 50 he says I do not seek my own glory there is no one who seeks and judges verse 51 most assuredly I say to you if anyone keeps my word he shall never see death wait a minute you see there are many things that are in the Bible that until you have an understanding of what it means you would read it out of context now when Jesus was reading the scripture or pardon me when Jesus was saying these words what was it saying? It says, anyone who believes in my word would never see death. Now, does this suggest to us that maybe, just maybe, while he was saying these things, his disciples were there. Peter was there. John was there. Andrew was there. All of these guys were there. Yes or no? Now, can I ask you a question? All of these people, are they dead? Are they dead? And so it's either two things. It's either Jesus had a bad day and was saying something he doesn't understand or Jesus was lying to us and if Jesus lied to us then let us completely cancel the Bible what Jesus was talking about there it's a reflection also of what happened in the Garden of Eden remember God told um, uh, Adam and Eve and said you can eat everything of this garden but this tree there you cannot eat it he said the moment that you eat of this tree he said you will surely die now the next time when they are eating the fruit and it's not agbalumo and it's not apple it's the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil now when god came in the cool of the day god said adam where are you now if adam was dead would god still be calling him so it means that there was something god was saying that we were reading in another way now if you understand this you will know that in the bible there are three kinds of death there is what you call the spiritual death there is what you call the physical death and there is what you call the eternal death the spiritual death is what you call total separation from god meaning that your source of livelihood which is the spirit of god that feeds your spirit you are no longer in interconnection with that spirit anymore that is then spiritual death what happened to Adam and Eve wasn't that they died physically they died spiritually glory be to God change the tune for me and you need to just pray in the spirit to pray for me okay just stand it to keys though. yeah something like thank you and pray pray your people are laughing as hell but you don't enter up so pray in the spirit well, this is better thank you yeah thank you thank you jesus from the rising of the sun to the setting of 
disconnected from that you know there is an agent they say in Yoruba that the the fountain that forgets its source will dry up it's the same way when you are separated from God in terms of spirit connection you might not know it but it would take some time for you to realize that you are dried up already because you were never created to live by yourself you were created to live in him glory to god you were created to function in him your covering was not on your own figs it was the covering of his glory glory to god and so when you disconnect yourself from that relationship when you disconnect yourself from that interconnection with god what has happened to you is spiritual death and you see you might live to 100 years only for you to find out that you were dead from the beginning days and that's why i tell people it's a very powerful thing he said the other time you should not be envious of people who are even not born again they are alive but they are dead because you see if any man be christ jesus the bible says is a new creation beyond all things have passed away all things have become new and that is the newness of life as new creation and as believers that we enjoy in him and so spiritual death is one of the deaths very rampant on the earth there are people who are totally disconnected from the source which is God they are life they are agile they are driving cars getting testimonies but they are dead spiritually the second one is the physical death and that's when somebody dies and that one everybody cries because we are used to the person but you know the one that God cries about is the spiritual death 
it's the spiritual death because that's the that's the very essence of your spirit now i hope you know that man is a spirit he has a soul and he lives in a body and your spirit is the one of the most important parts of your being and so the last one is the eternal death and that eternal death simply speaks about the eternal damnation anyone who says no i'm not going to give my life to christ and then they end up in hell that's eternal death amen all right can we please reduce the movement protocol there's a protocol guy moving up and out everyone just please let's be seated just have a little bit of you know government here amen thank you jesus so then jesus was saying in the scripture that if you don't keep my words you are dead remember the scripture jesus said also that if ye continue in my words he says therein you my disciples indeed he says you will know the truth and the truth will make you free this morning i have come to help some people revitalize your connection with the father i have come to help you see you the way god sees you you know there's a way you see yourself there's a way society sees you but there's a way god sees you and so in that i'm going to journey you through one of the most powerful parables in the bible and it's a parable that we all know it's a parable we've read over and over again but i'm going to show you some deep things in that scripture and we're going to enter into some time of thanksgiving to god so open your bible with me to the book of luke chapter 15. now type five people around you and ask them are you ready for the word now are you ready for the word are you ready for the word luke chapter 15 and verse 11 glory be to god luke chapter 15 and verse 11 are you ready all right then it said a certain man had two sons i'm talking about the parable of the lost son it says then he said a certain man had two sons the younger of them said to his father father give me a portion of goods that falls to me so he divided to them his livelihood and verse 13 then says and not many days after the younger son gathered all together journeyed to a far country and there wasted his possession with prodigal living and let me pause there look at me everyone now there comes this very rich father this very wealthy father now this very wealthy father had two sons the elder son and the younger son and just for a case of better understanding 
The eldest son's name is called Giringori. While the youngest son's name is called what? Thank you. You're you preaching with me this morning. Put your hands together for yourself. Now, Giringori is the first son. Now, the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 21 and verse 17 that according to inheritance in the Bible, the first son is supposed to get a double portion of whatever it is the father's property is. And so if you have two sons and the father has five properties and the father wants to share the property amongst the two sons, what happens is that the first son must get three while the youngest son then has two. The first son according to the Bible has a double portion of whatever it is the father is sharing. And so it means that Giringori is the first one we said, yeah? Alright. Giringori has a portion from his father. While Ochuko has a portion from his father. Now, in these two children, these two sons, Ochuko wakes up the next morning in the morning and came to the father. I said, Father, you are a very rich man. Look at your houses. Look at your cars. Look at your G-Wagon, your Bentley, your Range Rover. Look at all the things that you have. Look at your skyscrapers, all of these very nice buildings. I'm tired of just serving you and being with you. Can you give me my own inheritance? After all, the Bible says, a good father leaves inheritance for his children's children. So be a good father and give me my own inheritance. And the father wasn't complaining. The father wasn't arguing with Ochuko. He said, no, I'm not going to give it to you. He said, okay, is that what you want? So the father divided the portion gave the younger son like now no not as much as he probably has given would give to the older son yes so if the father the father gave him his own inheritance now let's ask a question the inheritances the father gave to him what were they money but maybe not a house because how does he carry the house or maybe he will give him a house and he probably just sold it but the next verse the bible says in verse 12 verse 13 and not many days after the younger son gathered all together journeyed to a far country and there wasted his possession with prodigal living now watch this it means that what had happened here the second son Ochuko came to the father said father give me all my own I, I just want I want my shares of this old family dynasty the father gave it to him and guess what the Bible says not many days after which means the guy did not carry the possessions he did not carry all the things his father gave to him that same day and left it meant that the guy stayed back a day two days four days five days ten days maybe 20 days after now one question we should ask ourselves what was he eating all of those days he was clearly eating the father's food that also suggests to us 
that the father wasn't angry with his behavior oh you guys are not listening to what i'm talking about now how many of you here would go to your biological father right now i said give me it's not even give me even your mother give me meat when you were five years old you know the slap you collected <laughs> so what was he eating all of those days remember this has this ever happened to you before you want to travel and you've packed your box and you've packed everything already and once you've packed it you travel went to the airport and you missed your flight and you get back home do you always feel like opening that box immediately because you know you're traveling next day would you want to open the box immediately what will happen to you you would find a way to get something else to wear so the next question is what was he eating the second question is what was he wearing all those days the third question is is young is elder brother grieving god what conversations were they having another question to ask the father himself what conversation was he having with him how was he viewing him was he viewing him as a bastard and an entity? because if that was his view of him he will give him food to eat in the house he will command the servants not to give him anything or probably walk him out of the house at least you have your inheritance now so get out of my house so he gives us an insight of the kind of father this father is but let's keep going now verse 13 says he now went to a far country and wasted now the understanding of this showed us also and suggested to us also that this guy Giringori was trying to disconnect himself totally from his father yes or no because if he wasn't trying to connect disconnect himself from his father he probably would have pitched his tent close enough to his father's house so much so that if he wastes all his possession he can quickly go back to his father's house but the Bible says he went to far country maybe a very nice place like Dubai or a very nice place like um, uh, where where Sri Lanka or Guatemala or very very nice places like that are they nice places or Papua New Guinea just went there Germany Italy just went to those very nice places so I'm tired of this Nigeria rubbish so I went to pitch his tent in that very nice place now you know this this guy going to leave his father's place don't you think that where he was going to was likely better than where his father was he probably was going to a better place a better country a better environment why he now has money now let's break it down a little bit more do you know how you feel when you collect salary that feeling like you want to buy food you know that thing aha uh -huh. that feeling like i've collected money now even your working posture has changed does that happen to you now do you know the feeling of debit alert especially when it's continuous Pakam, do you know people are unhappy with 53 naira bank charges i met someone in ife yesterday 
I said, which bank do you use? I wanted to do a transfer for her. She said, Kudi something or something. I said, which bank is that one? Or I, don't, I shouldn't even mention the name of any bank yet. Because I'm, I'm now a celebrity pastor. I'm just joking. I'm not joking, actually. Because they can go and carry my voice now and put it as a pastor endorses his member. And people who are working in other banks will now be vexing. So, so he said, she said the name of the bank. So I said, why are you banking in this kind of place? She said, no transfer. They don't collect charges. Charge free. I said, well, so all those 20 naira, 15 naira is doing you somehow in your body. Ah, yes, so everything counts. <laughs> everything counts. So he probably went to a place. Okay, please put your hands together for them. So, he went to a place that was much better, much comfortable, because he had an option to go there. Are you following the story this morning? Are we all together? So he got there and he was enjoying himself. Remember when you have money, you have money. What you want to order will be different. If you enter a restaurant now and you have money, you just collected money. Will you go and say, give me, give me small, small coke? He said, give me cappuccino with plenty milk, milk. Oh, this milk is it's too small. Give me white milk. Do you have brown sugar? Person may never taste that before. Brown sugar. Your taste board will just change. Money has a way of making you behave. You will have money. Because the energy has released. Money means, I said money. If I say, if I release power now, power for money, you will see people. Oh God of money, I call you forth. They call you from the north, call you under the sea, call you. Ah, yeah. The, when we get to heaven, when God brings out prayer points, He will call some of us. Come, don't ever in your, don't ever pray this kind here again. <laughs> I ask the angels from the north. I pull them towards the south and I ask that they collide to bring forth my inheritance. You see, Nigerian prayer point. <laughs> I heard one. Let the east gates of my enemy be jammed. <laughs> Which one is its gate again of your enemy? <laughs> let it jump. Let it jump. Let it jump. Let it jump. And so this guy went to um, a very nice place and I'm sure he was probably enjoying himself ordering food you know when you have money the money doesn't go down until it passes a level where you have said you don't want it to pass does that happen to you? that's why some people cannot they have money in another account but they will not use that one because they've determined that it cannot go one naira below it can affect their emotional statements and, and stability for eight years <laughs> so the guy was enjoying his life living his life the way he ought to live it the bible says he wasted his possession with political living verse 14 let's go there now 
everybody, as we do this together, we are preaching together today. Let's go and look at verse 14. But when he had spent all, there arose a famine in that land, and it began to be in want. Now, do you know that there was a particular day that he spent everything? The Bible then says, when he has spent everything, he now began to be in want. He now got to a point that he had no money with him anymore. He had nothing anymore. But the Bible said something so pivotal, and don't miss it there. He said, then arose a famine. Now let me ask you a question. Did that guy think there was going to be a famine? where he was going to certainly not he probably was going to the best country that thought in his mind they can never be farming in that country if there was going to be farming anywhere it's from the place i'm coming from so in his mind he's thinking this place will never have famine then farming arose now hold on why did that farming start why was it it was when he came to that land farming now started i want you to follow me closely you might think you know i'm going to but i want you to journey with me where was it it was when he got to that place farming now started maybe his story is yet like another jonah that brought storm into a ship when the ship was going smoothly everything was going well listen let me go ahead of myself a little bit i say God will leave 99 say, to go after one. And if famine us to happen, for that one to come back into himself, famine will happen. And it is in the nature of God. And let me tell you something, some of you, the famine you are experiencing is not the devil. It is God bringing you into a consciousness. Now, I'm not saying it's God that is putting famine into your life. But I'm saying that sometimes God, see, God has a way of tweaking what the enemy taught for evil for your good and so the guy got to a place and by himself brought famine to that land but let's keep going verse 15 then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him to his field to feed swines. Look at me, everyone. The biggest problem of this guy was not that he left his father's house. The biggest problem of this guy was not that he went to another country. The biggest problem of this guy was that the Bible says he went to join himself to a citizen of that country so the suggestion that made a king's son a guy with rightful inheritance to now go and be eating food of swine did not come from him it came from the citizen in which he went to join himself with 
So the story of the prodigal son, when many times you read it, that the guy went to eat swine, he went to eat with swines, he was not himself because a king's son would not do that. He knew who he was. His father had servants, the Bible says. He had inheritances. If he calls to one servant, he will come. If he calls to another servant, the Bible talks about the fatted calf, remember. So he had animals in his house. He had everything. He was from a wealthy family. Who suggested to the son of a king to go and eat with swines? Who told him that your only way of livelihood right now is to eat with swines? Do you know that this is a reflection of sometimes our lives? Whose citizen have you partnered with? To whom country have you gone? You know, let me say something so powerful to you. Jesus, never forget this statement in your life. The Holy Spirit told me this yesterday. Jesus is a person, but Jesus is also a place. <laughs> Jesus is a person. And Jesus is also a place when you step yourself away out of that thing the Bible says this light shines in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it when you step yourself away from that place called your own place in him you are going to enter into darkness not your own place in him and in that moment you will begin to hear suggestions thoughts information from the citizen of another and you will go and partner and begin to eat and at that point you will cease to be who you are what would make a king's son who has everything to now be eating with swine who gave him that thought who gave him that suggestion who told him to do that were there no other things he could do there couldn't he even serve another person couldn't he go around and couldn't he wouldn't he even just even decide to go and serve in the swine so that they can pay him salary who told him that that's how you should do it it means that the guy who was a citizen probably had told him to that there was another time there was there was famine and that's what me i did because people always do what somebody has told them that they did and it worked are you getting what i'm talking about took the food of swines a king the son of a king and sat with swines and started dragging food with them to let you know how bad this is it was this same swines that when Jesus wanted to cast out demons they begged him don't cast us out cast us into swines so it let us know that in the Bible swines were very it was like a derogatory place a no place to go if demons decided to go into swines is to tell you what was going on with that guy he left the throne of honor the throne of grace the throne of respect and went to start feasting and feeding swines do you know that this is a reality for some people's life to whom citizen have you partnered with? Whose voices is telling you where to feed from? 
Who is teaching you the things that you think you know? Whose partnership are you partnering with? Whose suggestions is running your life? To understand this, that you can never be without suggestion, but the decision to make the right decision, suggestion is left to you. He went to partner with another citizen. Look at me, everyone. One of the things that takes people away from what God has designed for them, out of line, is their partnership in places God you see may your leg not get to where your grace doesn't cover you may wrong conversations in and I keep telling people this be very careful of the gate of your heart because out of it flows the issues of life but let's keep going 16 know the time okay verse 16 and it would gladly have filled the stomach with the ports and the swine's food and no one gave him anything verse 17 the bible then says but when he came to himself like some of you would this morning he was eating with the swines feasting with the swines the Bible says, and when he came to himself, look at the statement there. It says, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? Can I come down, media? I can't. Okay, because of the audio. It said, how many of my father's servants have enough to eat? Now, hold on a bit. What do you think made that guy come to himself? What do you think made that guy come to himself? You see, when he had money, everything he didn't come to himself but when he was at the low point in his life he came to himself but let me ask you a question the famine that happened when that guy came to that country was he a normal famine it was not normal do you remember and I want to jump ahead of myself a little bit that when he came back to his father his father was waiting for him outside yes or no don't you think that even while he was going his father went back to intercession don't you think his father on bended knees was praying to god naturally whatever it is you have to do to get this my son back even if it means that famine has to happen don't you think that for him to come back to himself has this ever happened to you before you were about to do something and you knew somebody was praying for you that's why you didn't do it 
Don't you think intercession was going on on his behalf? This is why Jesus is our intercession. We do not have a high priest that cannot be touched the feelings of my infirmities. Jesus in heaven is sitting down in heaven daily making intercessions for us. So every time God looks at Jesus, he sees intercession. He says, no, 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 no. We have to get that guy back. No, 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 no. We have to get Toby back. No, no, no. We have to get Bola back. No, no, no. We have to get Big back. No, no, no. We have to get... Because everything now needs to happen so that he can come back into himself. See, when people have misbehaved, they don't easily go back. For that suggestion to come to him, there was something going on. That's why the father was waiting for him before he came. Because the father knew that I know the God that I serve. This son of mine is coming back. Intercession. So he came to himself. And in that moment, lights. You see, it takes us to identity. When you don't know yourself, you will fall for anything. Adam and Eve, Eve fell for who she was said did God really say he said what happens that if you eat it you'll be like God when she was already created in the likeness of God but when the same devil came to Jesus look at the difference he said if you are the son of God he said, I'm already the son of God you can't tell me to be who I'm already am he said man shall not live by bread alone understanding 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 when he came to his service one day he was probably eating with the swine just said wait oh what is going on here? A king like me? With inheritances? Even my father's, even my father's servant will not eat this kind of thing. Stood up and said, going back to my father's house. Whatever embarrassment that would happen, let it happen. I'm going back to my father's house. My father has much more. I'm a son of a king. In the words of the king lies power. I'm not an entity. God did not send me to this earth to suffer. He didn't drop me. I'm not a vagabond. Listen to me. I might not have my father. I might not have my biological mother. But I have a father in heaven. Who is always good and kind to me. Who loves me irrespective. And just because I disobeyed. Or just because I did something bad. It doesn't mean he will not give me the next meal the next day. Because the prodigal son asked for his inheritance. And he was still eating in his house the next day. Your father is not punishing you because of what you did last week or two weeks ago. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the very law of sin and death. Glory be to God. I am a loving father. Oh, glory to God. I have, you see, this is why I tell people, I don't care what you have done. God is not a, it's not a, Lord master or tax master like Pharaoh who said look at what you have done I will show you Pepe do you know that the very sin that you sin brings out the grace of God even more the Bible says where sins abound grace abounds even much more so do you know that grace was extended to the second born thank you sir even because of his misbehaviors because the father who loves a father who knew was going to squander everything but went back to intercession waiting for the day that this guy is going to come back what a God that we serve what a love nature and this is why the name of God God is not a name of the God that we serve I hope you know in the Bible you 
attempt as God as well. Do you know that? Do you know that even the Bible describes the devil as God? G-O-D, small g-o-d. It says even the God of this world. God is a deity. And you are also a deity on earth. That's why I wonder when people go and bow to Ifa and all those things. Does deity bow to deities? When Dagon, the Ark of Covenant was in the house of Dagon. Dagon had to bow to the Ark of Covenant. Because you are gods. And some people need to drop those gods. Do you know people bring their gods to church? For some people it's real gods that they go serve. And some people it's a thing in your life that has become a god unto you. Anything you worship is your god. If you worship your money or your car, that's your god. But the god that we serve, his real name is love. That's why the Bible says God is love. In Him there is no darkness at all. So if you are really looking for the name of God, that name is actually love. For God so loved the world that He gave. Glory be to God. Let's go. But when He came to Himself, He said, How many of my father's higher servants have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger next verse you see learn this and never forget this when you get to the point of conviction the next act must be that you rise and do don't stay in conviction and wallow in conviction lord i'm sorry lord i'm sorry lord i'm sorry i won't do it again i won't do it again i won't do it again no make the decision and move on he got to the point of conviction what was the next thing he said verse 18 I will rise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I will rise. Next verse. He rose up, like the Bible says, and went. He says, verse 19, he says, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your higher servants. Look, look at what he's saying here. Now think about this. This thing is saying, who do you think was teaching him these things? Wait, oh, who do you think was teaching in this state? The citizen now. Because when he took his father's property and still stayed in his father's house many days, did he make this statement? He was going to the kitchen collecting food, still commanding his father's servant up and down. He didn't say this because he knew he was. Listen, be careful of the relationships around you. They will change you. Now we started saying, I'm no longer like my father. Let me now be like higher servants. Do you see that? When he was in his father's house, he never said that. Even when he stayed, even when he had collected all his father's inheritance, and his father was still giving him food, he was still wearing clothes, but he never said that. The citizen of another country that he joined himself to started changing his vocabularies, changing the way he saw life. Changing the things that he was saying. 
thank you, Jesus. Let's go on, verse 20. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way far off, his father saw him. What do you think was going on there? His father has been waiting for him. He probably will wake up every day and wait outside. You are coming back, son. His father, afar off, saw him. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Do you think the person who went, in terms of his look, his physique, his resemblance, do you think that was the same person coming back? It was maybe dirty, skinny, horrible looking. He didn't look like the person that was going. But how did the father recognize him from afar off? Listen, your face are before God all the days of your life. Your very air are numbered by him. He knows you even when you are showing yourself that you are something else. He recognizes you. From afar off, the father could tell his son. The father knows his children. God knows you. Your identity hasn't changed with him. He knows you. From afar off, his father could tell, that's my son coming. Maybe just maybe even from the footsteps, even from his walking posture. You know some people, you can tell the wood is coming from how they walk. Some people, they don't walk, they gallop. <laughs> he could tell. From afar off, his father could tell. Watch this. But when he was still a great far off, his father saw him and had compassion. The word compassion there doesn't mean pity. Like, look at this vagabond child. The compassion there spoke about the arise of the love nature. And ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Listen, the father did not wait for him to come back home. Oh, you missed what I'm saying there. The father ran towards him. God is not, listen, do you know that every time you do anything, God is not waiting for you to oh yeah, come back to the kingdom, come back. God is chasing after you. God is running after you. It's always chasing after you. That's why you would listen to messages sometimes. Sometimes you are driving past, you've done something bad and you just see a sticky note and it speaks to you. Has that happened to you? Do you know that is God calling and chasing after you? That is God hugging you back. Ran to him from afar off, hugged him and kissed his neck. Do you know that guy was dirty? He didn't clean a part, then kiss. He met him at the point where he was. Your filthy rags are not filthy rags before God. Hugged him with that dirtiness, kissed him. Next verse. And the son said to him, Father, you see, when we want to sound Christianity sometimes, because we think that some of the things we say makes God loves us more. We say things like, I am a nobody, God, before you. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not even worthy again for you to ever use me. I, I can never be used by you, I know. I can never be used. That's not a statement of sons. And listen, 
if you do anything bad it's a family business it's you and your family god is the head of the family what's the devil's concern <laughs> what's his own inside our family matter let the Lord judge the case now what's your home Lord said to him father i have sinned against heaven and in your sight and i'm no longer worthy to be called your son the father knew that this is not my son talking he's a citizen that is talking through him next verse look at what the father said but the father said to his servant bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and a sandal on his feet Pause. the sandal on his feet meant that the sandal was the size so in itself the father did not give him everything when he was going did you understand what I said there <laughs> you cannot see God finish it, see nothing you collect from him you cannot out collect him if you say my anointing is no longer there is much more are you hear what i'm saying and i feel like to say this even in body parts there is spare body parts i command in the name of jesus anyone under the sound of my voice who no matter what you have done you see people some people have bought babies and they say i can never have baby again because i've done it four times and my womb listen there is if any man be in christ jesus is a new creature do you know that there are spare there are spare wombs in heaven spare body parts you think you can collect everything from god listen god is a river an ocean you cannot get to the end of it the more you take the more he feels of himself the more you take the more he feels of himself this is the God that you serve Yahweh is his name glory be to God it says bring it now in the Old Testament a signet ring he gave him a ring a signet ring represents power so what God did was three things for this guy apart from forgiveness which is the entry level the next thing he then gave him he gave him rope of royalty restored ah. did you see that he didn't say go and bath for him first your outward means nothing to him it's your spirit he works with so he wasn't concerned about how he looked in terms of his look physically he knows that what he looks is a situation of where he had been but he wanted to give him a new image a new reality so go and get me a signet ring the sandal any place the sole of thy feet shall step you will take authority over it that's what the bible says then he said go and get him the rest robe changed his looks gave him the scepter of authority which is the ring in the old testament whenever a king wants to make a decree he will remove his ring 
and once he does that and he gives to anyone that person has the power or he puts his ring on the matter then it is sealed so the father was doing the same thing you have authority you have and when you wear a robe it signifies the throne so he was restoring him to the very place he left the God that you serve the next verse watch this and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry bring the fattest calf and cost them who is that fatted calf oh who is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth Jesus was that very calf let us kill this thing let the blood spill the moment that happens remission has occurred uh, the moment that happens forgiveness has been established she said bring the father's calf kill this father's calf let us eat and let's be merry Look at what he said after the father's calf will be killed verse 4 24. he then says for this my son was dead and is alive the moment the lamp was slain and you connected to that lamp that was slain in being born again you were once dead but now you are alive in him you were once lost by the sin of adam now you are found It says and they began to marry as if nothing happened they started eating they started playing jumping dancing next verse verse 25 let me begin to roll all right now his older son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house he heard music and dancing he was getting close to the house he was saying ah they are dancing who be that guy with the heal the sick? Okay, heal the sick. Who be that guy with the raise the dead? Okay, okay, okay. Ah, which one is it? Okay, okay, okay. DJ, okay. What's going on here? Next verse, verse 26. So he called one of the servants and asked, What are these things going on? What do these things mean? Next verse, verse 27. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he was has been received him, because he had received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. He didn't say your father threw a party. He meant that the servant knew all along that the eyes of this elder brother was on that fatted calf. Remember, he did not say to him. Your brother has been given a signet ring. Your brother has been given a sandal. Your brother has been given a robe. He said, your brother has been given that fatted calf. That one you want. Next verse. You can now see the anger. But he was angry. Why was he angry? The fatted calf. Do you know? Let me keep going. And we're not going. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. Let, before we even continue. Sorry, I have a little bit of a cold. 
what do you think would have happened to this younger brother Ochuko if had met him when he was coming afar off what do you think would have happened to Ochuko if it was Geringori the older brother that met him do you know he would have killed him why because of fat calf do you know that this is how we sometimes behave to people who fall in Christ the elder brother syndrome you have you've known God before every other person can you not give people room for repentance when people even fall what should be our response as Christians to the falling of brothers and sisters in the faith shouldn't be shouldn't it be with compassion and love when people make mistakes what should be our response yes we should have chastising but it must be done with love many of us are replaying this elder brother in our lives and this guy was going to never going to enter his father's house until his father came to plead with him leave your younger brother come home look at what the next verse said so he answered and said to his father lo this many years i have been serving you i have never transgressed your commandment at any time and yet you never gave me a young goat that i may make merry with my friends Look at the next verse. But as soon as this son of yours, didn't say my brother anymore. This son of yours. As soon as the son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with heart, you killed the fatted calf. You can see that's the problem. Animal was the problem. You killed the fatted calf for him. My story. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me. All that I have is yours. This is a message for another day. Meaning that you can be a Christian, you are in Christ, but you are not enjoying the benefits. You are only angry when you see other people standing in their place and in their authority. You had it all along, you didn't go for it. Now we have given it to somebody else, you are fighting us. Take your place in Him know who you are in him don't let them toss any wind of doctrines around your life let's conclude the last verse it was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again and he was lost and now is found Romans chapter 2 and verse 4 and I close with that Romans chapter 2 and verse 4 Romans chapter 2 and verse 4 Or do you despise the riches of the goodness forbearance and long suffering not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance God is good God is good Is it good to you? Is it good to you? Do you serve a good God? 
note these three things down number one your identity is in Christ Jesus number two Jesus has rescued you and so you are free live in that freedom number three God is good to you this morning I want every one of us to bow our heads to God As a father, I've known you as a friend. I have in the goodness of God. Lift your hands all my life. declare it three times and I'm just going to pray Romans chapter 8 verses 1 and 2 1, 2 I want you to shout it from the top of your voice very loud to the essence of your consciousness 1, 2, ready and read go back, hold on when you get to there's therefore there's therefore now no condemnation don't say to those who are in Christ Jesus call your name to me who is in Christ Jesus did you see that alright who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit next verse I'll teach how you say it. next verse verse 2 verse 2 it says the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Do you get it? Alright, let's do it. Verse 1 now. Let's do it. 1, 2, ready and read. For the Lord, the speed of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Somebody shout it out loud. I'm free. Oh, one more time I'm free for the very last time I'm free come on give Jesus a very shout of praise we hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you so stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.